I'm looking lost because I don't have a bulletin. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. <laughs> the, only, the only reason there's bulletins on Sunday morning is so the preacher knows what to do next. Good morning. Good morning. Um, basically, your announcements are the little folded sheet in there. Um, one thing that we don't have in the announcements is we've, we, a few of us have been doing a prayer group uh, and we text each other with prayer concerns and um, we've expanded that a little bit and it was suggested to me that we expand it even more. So what I'm going to ask you to do is if you are not already on our text list or if you're on the text list and you prefer to get it through email, or if you'd like to get an email, be involved in an email prayer group, please see me after worship. We'd like to get as many people praying as possible for whatever our needs are. Um, and if you're comfortable in being on a list, and it would be like a group text, so if you don't like group text, tell me you want me to email you, whatever. Um, obviously, we believe in the power of prayer. The more of us praying, the more likely God's going to hear us, right? Amen. So that's um, the only difference that I know of for the announcements. Todd has one in the back. Just uh, so everyone is aware, the men's fellowship is meeting. We met yesterday, second Saturday of the month. And we also voted and are once again reimbursing up to $200 for children for preferably Christian type camps. We know the one out here isn't, but we most certainly will. So we want everyone to know that so that if you have a little one that's going to a camp, the men's fellowship is willing to reimburse or pay up to $200. Um, and of course, anybody that uh, wants to join us for the men's fellowship, second Saturday of the month, I try to make a phone call to everyone. And if you didn't get a phone call yesterday or Friday, uh, it probably means I don't have you in my phone or it's an outdated number or I have fat fingers and type the wrong number. So just get with me. Thank you. Oh, yes. Um, the reason we're a little uh, rushed this morning is because we had our first 10 o'clock coffee with um, good, good Morning Coffee with Mike. I think that's what we're calling Sunday it. Sunday morning coffee. Sunday morning coffee with Mike. Thank you. It's in, it is in your list uh, of upcoming events. Every morning at 10 o'clock, we're doing uh, Sunday morning coffee with Mike. This morning we started. Um, so if you want to join us next week, you won't be too far behind. Um, it's pretty beneficial. I, I just had conversation with Diane Gieske in the ladies' room and said I thought this was one of the all, the, all my years in the Methodist Church, which has pretty much been my whole life, I think this is the first Bible study that I've been involved in. So I encourage you to join us on te, uh, Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Even if you can't make every Sunday morning, I promise it'll be beneficial. So join us. Next week, your homework, though, is to read the first three chapters of Mark. And we have extra handouts after worship, if you want to join us next week, Dottie's in the process of stapling those now. They're done. Anything else? 
They're done blood, already. Blood, blood drive this week? Blood drive Wednesday, 1 to 6.45. Food pantry Thursday morning. All of which are in your uh, bulletin. Finance ad board meeting Thursday night. Yep. Sorry. We were busy studying Bible. We weren't working on details of how the morning was going to go. If you are able, please join me for the call to worship. Stand. Lord, your majesty and glory fill the universe. Praise you with all our hearts and tell of the marvelous things you do. We are glad to see the wonder of your creation and filled with joy because of your greatness. We all sing your praises, O God, the ruler of all creation. And if you will join us for first hymn, number 77, How Great Thou Art. Hey. 
sin. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou And take me home, what joy shall fill my heart. Then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim, My God, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Before you sit down, please take a moment. Turn around or turn to the person next to you. Smile and say a kind word to them. Are you a hugger? I'm a hugger. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much. I can do the prayer. If you would. That'd be super. I'm usually pretty willing as if you know what to do. I understand. If you would, take a moment and um, look at the prayer list that's included in the bulletin. Please take that home sometime this week, daily, if you can remember it, read through it, that you're reading through it be a prayer for everybody on the list. Okay. Have um, two uh, additional requests. Um, prayers needed for, uh, for Misty uh, Flores Rhodes. Who, she needs a miracle. Okay. Uh, she's on life support. She's a mom. She has 11-year-old twins. Um, who obviously need her, so keep her especially in your prayers. 
and Stephen Cook. Are there others? My youngest daughter broke her hip on Monday and she had surgery on Tuesday. She's doing good. She came home on Thursday, okay. but she fell last night. So I'm not sure what's going to happen. No. Okay. Kelly. Kelly. Thank you. Most of you know I've been taking care of my father for the last six years, and um, I haven't been here because he had a major stroke, and it took his vision. And I've kept him out of a nursing home for several years, and I had to put him in one. So it's been tough. So if you can pray for my dad, Eugene Cole. Thank you. And for you. Uh, this is just a prayer of praise for my sister and her, her daughter, Annie. They're both adults, but my sister had a, a, a pacemaker put in, and she also had a hole in her lung, and it's healing now. And they're both healing, and her daughter has fought with the COVID from last December, has been and out with uh, COPD, but they're both healing now and getting better. So thank you. Praise the Lord. Prayer, praise for healing. Let's bow together in prayer, shall we? Blessed Jesus, you have come to us from God. And you've brought the message from God that God loves us and wants us to come home. That we can come home anytime When we get there, we will be welcomed with love and with the most outrageous party that will last forever. The hard part, blessed Jesus, is the time until we get home. The road here is often really rough. So many unexpected things happen. Scary things, painful things, unexpected things. Thankfully, it's not all darkness and hurt. Thankfully, there is beauty, there is light, there is laughter. but we especially need help with the hard times. Oh Lord, our bodies seem to betray us. 
we do what we can to take care of ourselves, but still things go haywire. Some of us have been through a lot, and we're still here. Thank you for that. We ask your continued presence in us and through us. There are those, oh Lord, that we know and love that are going through so much right now. If we could make it different, if we could make it better, we would. The single most powerful thing we can do is pray. And so we come to you. We ask that you hear our prayer. We ask that you do what we cannot do. We ask, O oh Lord, that you heal. We ask, O oh Lord, that you stir life back to its fullest. We ask that you wipe away our tears. We ask, O oh Lord, that you guide us when the way gets confusing and dark. We ask all these things, O oh Lord. And we also ask what you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Could we take a moment to listen to God in silence, for he speaks in his turn during prayer. Thank you, Lord. Would you, Sheila? Please join me for the affirmation of faith. We realize that God does not merely wait to be discovered, but takes the initiative. God is self-revealing. God speaks in ways that can be heard if we will but listen. What God has to say to all humanity and to us individually takes many forms, but it is all one word. In that one word is all the power and authority we have and need to live. We know that we need not rely only on ourselves, but we can have confidence in that one word. We recognize that everything God has to say to all is said in Jesus, who we proclaim to be Christ. In Christ, 
we see the deepest depths of the nature of God. In him, we hear most clearly God's one word. That one word is love. Jesus brings us the gospel, good news, that God is love and God loves us, not because of who we are or what we have done, but because that is God's way to be. In Christ, we hear God's call. We hear God's challenge to us. We hear God's demand of us. It is this, you shall love the Lord your God and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. We know we are to live and love as Jesus did. We listen for this one word, especially when we gather together as the church to worship. This one word is the gospel we celebrate and that we share. Amen. And if you are able, would you stand for the Gloria? Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in seated. I was going to sing during the offertory, so that's why. skies the fruited plains the rights and freedoms we retain the privilege we hold just to live in this great land we recognize it as a gift from God's almighty hand 
America, bless God. It is He that has made us, and not we ourselves. Every blessing that we own is a mercy from His throne. America, bless God. We try to rewrite history and praise ourselves for being free. We take unto ourselves the glory due to God. How long can we expect Him to restrain His chastening rod? America, bless God. It is He that has made us and not we ourselves. Every blessing that we own is a mercy from his throne America bless God America America may God your gold refine till all success be nobleness and every America, bless God, it is He that has made us, and not we ourselves. Every blessing that we own is a mercy from His throne. Okay. We got we, we gotta do moments with the children. It's okay. That's that's why it's on paper. Eventually. We if you want perfection in performance, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> Would the children come please? Bet you've never had that happen before. <laughs> Put that wire where I thought I would be sure to not mess it up. Well, good morning. Good morning. 
Wow, you're sitting in those chairs like you sat on them before. That's okay. You want to sit in them or you want to sit on the floor? Whatever. Just, 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 just because of the kid in me, I'm going to sit on the floor. Now, let's see what we have in the back. Would you hold my frog? <laughs> what? You don't like frogs. Did you, do you know, in the time between I was your size and this size, I was a frog juggler. Juggled frogs. I'm not good at it anymore. You know how to juggle? No? Let's see. What else? There's another frog. And another one. See, I can't juggle anymore. No, no. Yeah, I caught the wire again. What's that? Um, no. Because because frogs have legs. I like frogs. I like frogs. Try it. Maybe I can juggle too. Are they? Well, would you pick that one up for me, please? Huh? Oh, no. Because they're slickery. These aren't slickery. They're not. Thank you. So, hey, here, juggle. You're right, you can't juggle. But you, if you think you can juggle, you're right. It only took me 40 years to learn. And then I quit practicing. So now I can't juggle anymore. Okay? So now I can't juggle anymore because I. Oh, don't worry about it. You, you, can, you, can, you, you can surprise yourself. You can stay with us or not. It's, it's okay. I understand. I mean, there's sort of a stigma to being up in front with a preacher. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that one lost its voice. Frogs are my favorite. Yeah, you keep saying that. Do you own a frog? No. No? Do you know that they're kind of slimy? <laughs> they don't have to be scary at all. Okay? Yeah, they are. Cute. 
the, the, that one lost his voice. One of them completely lost his voice. This one, I think, is all right. This one's a sometimes voice. You, do you have times when you're quiet? <laughs> your parents are going, and your grandparents are going, no, 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 no. You know, frog, juggle, frog, frog juggling is, is kind of weird, isn't it? Why would anybody want to juggle frogs? No, because they're too slickery. Yes. Okay. Um, your, 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 your parents or your grandparents um, knew of a, probably know of a guy that juggled cats. <laughs> I can, tell, I can tell who's familiar with a certain comedian if you recognize that and are smiling. <laughs> now you're going to have to go home and Google cat jugglers. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Then you could take a cat home. And then your mom would be really displeased with me because I sent a cat home with you. Yeah. Okay, now, have you things that you really want to do? No? Yeah. Um, no? You have I, things that you really want to do? Sometimes um, I want to play with my tablet, but I can't because it's, um, it's dead. It's dead because you ran the battery out, right? Yeah. Uh-huh, Yes. No. Well, that, that particular person did, but he got in trouble for it, so he quit cat juggling. That now, then he started juggling cat toys, kind of like I juggle frog toys. How do you juggle cats? One at a time. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's hard. It, it's hard to... No, because they'll see. See, I have I have a dog at home that has a squeaky toy, and all day long. Uh, you you know you do you have things that you've always wanted to do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had one of those too. Uh, you do? What kind? Mhm. Yeah. Does he talk? No. Not old enough yet? It's barely a year old. Okay, it's pretty close. I had, I, I had a budgie that talked. His name was Corky. Anyway, your, parent, your parents and grandparents are getting worried because the, the preacher is rambling. Okay, and they're, they're, they're afraid that, that, that this is going to go on forever, but it's not. Okay, now... 
Sometimes we want to do weird things. Okay? Like juggle frogs. As long as we're not hurting frogs, and we're not hurting other people, and we're not hurting ourselves, guess what? It's okay. It's okay. Okay? Now, our life is a gift. And we have a question to answer. What are we going to do with our gift? And see, you not only have that question, but guess what? All the big people have the same question. There you go. Okay. The big people have the same question. Is your answer the same as theirs? No. Okay. But even though your answer is different, you're okay. God loves you. Their answer is different. They're okay. God loves them. That's important to remember. Sometimes the big people think that you make them crazy. Just as well admit it, they do. And if you admit it, there are times when the big people just make you crazy. Okay? But you love them anyway. And you got to take care of them. Like they got to take care of you. Okay? That's what Jesus came to teach us. He came to teach us how to love each other. When all's said and done, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to love take care of each other. Okay? That's most important. Let's say a prayer together, okay? Blessed Jesus, thank you for coming and showing us that God is love and showing us how to love. We ask that you would help us to love ourselves and love each other and most importantly, love you. Hear our prayer. Amen. Now, there are things that are going on that I don't understand. One of them is that Sheila just disappeared. Oh, hi, Sheila. Now, guess what? You have a choice. <laughs> now, how do we how do we do noisy offering? Okay. You can do that. 
Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Is it? Aren't there any of them in there? There you go. No cake flavor is right. That's good. Cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> We're ready. God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him, all of ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy
Our Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you have given us gifts so we can also give gifts. Take what we give. Bless it. Make it more than enough to fill all the needs. Make it enough, O oh Lord, to build the kingdom of God. Hear our prayer. Amen. If you would, join together in 172. seated. <laughs> Our scripture reading this morning is Colossians 3 verses 12 through 17. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, 
Do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Amen. Amen. I'm waiting. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Bill. Yes, we have known each other for a very long time. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we know each other's foibles. <laughs> I won't ask you how your beans are doing. <laughs> One of my cousins is a clown. Tommy has always been a wit and something of a comedian. He's always been someone who could get people to laugh in a good-natured sort of way. His humor wasn't cruel. About 25 years ago, Tommy decided that he'd had all he could take of the business world. He was managing drugstores for a major change, excuse me, for a major change, chain, and Tommy made the decision that he was going to seriously be a clown. Seriously. A clown. <laughs> Giving up his day job to clown. It would be his life's work. He would make people of all ages laugh. He would help people through life's struggles with laughter, and he would also use smiles and laughs as a way to teach people what is important in life. He would use smiles and laughter to teach people about Jesus. Tommy taught me some of the secrets of clowning. One that he taught me is terribly important. He said, Mike... If you get in a bind and people aren't listening, just say panties. <laughs> if you want to grab people's attention, just say panties. Now, did the sermon title get your attention this morning? Okay. Then Tommy told me another secret about clowning. If you want to get people to smile and laugh, just talk about panties. Okay? You know, in my younger days, I wore thongs. I thought they, were, they really looked good on me. I, like, I really like the colors they came with. 
But I had, I had a problem. Okay? They were really comfortable, all right? But it was really hard to find thongs that were big enough to fit my feet. I got big feet. At least grown. <laughs> At least grown. Aww. Aww, thank you. Now, my mom used to always tell me, make sure you wear good, clean underwear in case you're in an accident. You don't want doctors and nurses to see you in holy, dirty underwear. I was in a serious car crash once. And I was wearing good, clean underwear. And you know what happened? The EMTs cut it off the first thing. They ruined a perfectly good pair of clean underwear. They threw them away. Many of us have a thing about clothes. Not just clothes that everyone else see us in, but clothes that only people with special privileges see us in. And we want to look a certain way from the skin out. We don't do... What we don't do very much is this. We don't concern ourselves with how we clothe our hearts. We pretty much neglect how we look from the outside in to the deepest parts of who we are. We, leave, we tend to leave ourselves either totally naked or terribly dirty. Or we leave ourselves clothed in horrible rags. The human heart is extremely hard to talk about in ways that make sense. It's one of the reasons I have difficulties sometimes talking with the children. Because on one level, they know stuff that we adults have forgotten. Okay? And sometimes what I most want to do is I want them to tell me what I need to remember. The very core of who we are operates with a language all its own. It's a language that really doesn't translate into any spoken or written words. It's a language that can be, cannot be taught, it can only be learned. Christian faith is very difficult for so many people, and one of the reasons is that Christian faith operates in heart language. It's the Holy Spirit that lets people learn how to believe. We can talk Christian faith, but our words aren't enough. The Holy Spirit translates what we say into heart language. Have you ever had that wonderful experience of being with someone and you know it's not just them? but there's someone, something else going on there? 
that says, I'm, you're not alone. As bad as it is, you're not done yet. You are loved beyond words. But they didn't say it with words. Sometimes they didn't say anything at all. They were simply there. And you knew someone else was there too. Jesus maybe? Holy Spirit? God? Not flash, not magic, not loud. You knew, though. You knew. Colossians 3 is an effort to communicate what needs to happen to us in our hearts when we become Christians. It's not something easy. In just a few verses, things like life and death get dealt with. Notions of old clothing and new clothing are tried as well. Finally, teaching and learning are also used to get the message across. What happens is that various word pictures are flashed before us. The pictures are meant to help us understand that a basic core change needs to happen to us when we meet Jesus. I was raised a holy roller. I talked to you for hours about getting saved. But if you don't hear Jesus here, everything I say is worthless. The way John Wesley described his experience after wandering around the church, including being a pastor, I sat in a prayer meeting I didn't want to go to. The guy up front was reading Luther's preface to the book of Romans, probably in German, which John Wesley could understand because he was multilingual. It was a prayer meeting he didn't want to go to, But suddenly he said, I felt my heart strangely warmed. And I knew God loves me.
God loves me. God loves you. God loves us. When are we going to get real about that? Not talking about converting everybody that that we meet. What would your... I I had a very... I make no bones about it. I, I was in therapy for the better part of 30 years. I had a dad that did a real job on me. The therapist said, Mike, who would you be like if you were happy? Who would you be like if you were loved? And then he said, and you are both of those, you know. Oh. There were times I hated that man. Colossians 3 doesn't paint a pretty picture of the human heart before meeting Jesus. The picture is of someone who is primitive and nasty. It's someone who is all wants and needs. It's a picture of someone who runs around naked, not because they are innocent like a little child. They run around naked because they're exhibitionists. It's a picture of someone who runs around in filthy rags. And what are those rags? They are things like anger, greed, hatefulness, arrogance, unbridled passion, dishonesty, rudeness, and crudeness are also among the rags that we put on our hearts. The Christian's heart is to be dressed very differently. Sometimes a Christian's heart is naked. But it is an innocent nakedness. It's like Adam and Eve in the garden. How is it with your soul? Really? Answering that honestly is getting naked, honey. And you only answer that question honestly with people you trust. Are we like Adam and Eve at the beginning? When a Christian's heart is dressed, it's with the finest clothes. Colossians tells us we are God's kids. We are to dress our hearts like it. We are to dress like we are going to meet him.
under everything is charity, that self-transcending love. It's more than just Christian panties. Charity is the Christian's under armor. It's our basic protective layer. Then to finish dressing, the Christian covers their heart with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and endurance. That's not the Christian's whole wardrobe. It also includes tolerance, mercy, which is the willingness to forgive, wisdom, and gratitude. The people that came to our first session of Bible study this morning got an earful. Okay, it includes the willingness to teach. <laughs> okay, it includes the willingness to teach. When we dress our bodies, we check our look in the mirror. Even the guys, we do it too. Okay, we make sure we're looking okay to ourselves and to others. How do we do that with our hearts? The mirror that we use to check how our hearts look is this. It is how we treat ourselves and how we treat other people. It is especially true of how we treat other Christians. Sadly, we get our Christian panties in a knot. Then we are horrible to live with. At our worst, we treat ourselves and each other terribly. We get our hearts, good clothes, filthy. We shred them into rags. That's not what God wants for us, is it? Now when the service is over, don't everybody go to the bathroom and, and check your drawers. Oh, come on, people. <laughs> We have, to, we have to learn to laugh. Amen. We have to learn to laugh. Okay? I've talked, to, I've talked to many people many of different ages. The young ones these days, you ask them what their preferred religion is, most of them in our country will say, probably Buddhist. And the reason for that is because the Buddhists make no terms, no, come on, Mike, pick the words. They don't have an issue with defining their basic terms. You learn the pillars of Buddhism right out of the gate. 
No intoxicants. Do no harm. Do good. Okay? And the three rules of Methodism are do no harm, do good, pay attention to God. Can I get an amen out of you? It's quarter after 12. As I told you last week, my last appointment every year, Pastor Parrish heard this, and the DS heard the same thing. Dear DS, teach this preacher how to tell time. You need to leave at noon? Go. All right? I will not be offended, but I'm not going to let you go until I'm done. I only get you once a week. Our closing hymn this morning is 469. Please join us for a coffee hour after worship.
join together in the benediction. Look upon us, O Lord, and let the darkness in our hearts vanish before the beams of your brightness. Fill us with holy love and open us to the treasures of his wisdom. Turn your face to us and show us your glory. Then shall our longings be satisfied and our peace shall be complete. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Preacher's done. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs>